At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Yeah. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, on a Monday during football season, not just any old numbers game. Guessing lines, ladies and gentlemen. Guessing lines with the uh, star of the show, my mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews, who's settling in, settling into his chair here at the South Point. How you doing? It's like when I run a red light, I tell my wife, you know, I almost made it. <laughs> it's like you just landed just at this moment almost. with your Montana State shirt. Nice. Very nice. I have a reason today. Yeah. Just my own little thing. Yeah. My grandson is going crazy over Halloween. Oh, nice. Montana. I'm wearing, you, I'm not going to show it on air. Uh-huh. My wife, my daughter got me socks with his picture all over it. So With your grandson's picture. Yeah. What's he going as? Tonight, he's going as Hulk. What do you mean tonight? He's doing multi-Halloween? He did multi-Halloweens. Oh. He was Optimus Prime for his school party. <laughs> he was uh, Spider-Man for some other event. Oh, could you imagine if we had that? <laughs> My mother was saying the same thing. She was in, in D.C. last night. She's like, yes, you know, I closed the doors and I turned off the lights because I don't want anyone for Halloween. I go, well, Halloween is tomorrow. She goes, not here, Gilly. Two nights. What is that? How it worked? Did all the kids trick or treat last know. night? She said the older kids today, the younger kids tomorrow. That's what she said yesterday. It's like she knows the whole system. Really? I yeah. had no idea. We only have one. Oh, so. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. What's funny about his Hulk thing, he's like in the, I think the, the 95th percentile height wise and 25th percentile weight wise. Uh, so he's got the big so Hulk, <laughs> the muscles. Pretty Hulk. hilarious. All right. Well, for those tuning in, not just a Halloween review, but guessing lines, this is a tribute to the old Stardust radio show of the same ilk back in the day. Roxy was part of that. Roxy Roxborough. Uh, I do not know the lines. I'm in a cocoon from yesterday. Um, it's not that hard. Trust me. 
and I give my best guess as to what I believe the line will be. Chrissy then tells us what he is actually going to post once he leaves here, a little under two hours from now, post them up on the South Point board because they're not available at the South Point yet. And I, I want to just say this because I was thinking about it before we get into it. I think this show has worked out better in translating to wins than it ever has in any other year we've done it. You think so? Oh, I'm pretty convinced okay. of that. They, they, they pretty much come through. Now, of course, Cincinnati's going to Oh, gonna your uh, Tampa wanna... Bay hatred uh, hasn't that worked, hurt. That worked out. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special open for this. Of course, that's how formal we are. Guessing Lines with Chrissy Andrews. Oh, yeah. I like that. It's like a real show. There we go. Looking good. <laughs> it's like a real show, he said. Uh, you're, on, try. you're on to us. Uh, you're on to us. We've faked it all these years. All right, here we go. Um, let's start with the, now. In doing this, we go through everything that uh, happened yesterday and this past weekend in the NFL. And what a week! And what a Sunday it was in the NFL. Kelly's your betting go good this weekend? Go yeah, well? yeah. Well, I only had I only had made four bets, so two and one with the Bengals pending. So okay, you know. circa millions. Okay. Circumbillions, uh, three and one with Bengals pending. <clears throat> three and one so with Bengals pending for me right too. Down. Three and one with Bengals pending. Uh, Megapod two and zero oh with with Bengals pending. So we'll see. There you go. But as we discussed uh, before the show, uh, yeah, the year long Circumbillions, I'm out of. I'm just chasing quarters now. We are we are really in that. Both you and I are in the same category, which is fine for real life, irrelevant in terms of cashing in millions. Yes. At Thank least, God for the quarters. At New least one starts so, next week. At least so far, anyway. All right, Thursday night, let's get to it. Thursday night, we have the Eagles at the Texans. Oh, God. Um, by the way, you know all these all this time where we're like, oh, this is the worst team in the NFL. This is the worst team in the NFL. Maybe the team that's the worst team was just staring and standing in front of us the whole time in the Texans. But let's start with the Eagles. 7-0, and still the lone remaining undefeated as the Eagles get it done yesterday against the Steelers. Uh, matches their best start in franchise history, does it, for the Eagles. Uh, matches the 2004 Eagles. That Donovan McNabb-led team got to the Super Bowl, lost to the Patriots, you may recall. The T.O., um, you know, we didn't think he was going to play a game, but then he played and played pretty well. Uh, Eagles still have not trailed. This is this stat. The Eagles still have not trailed in the second half this season. How about that for dominance? Man. They're the fifth team since the merger, 1970, to go seven games without facing a second-half deficit. The 1984 Dolphins went nine games to start the season in that category without having a uh, second-half deficit. That was the Dan Marino-led Dolphins that lost at the Super Bowl to the Niners. Uh, that was Super Bowl 19, I believe it was. NFL low, two giveaways. That's it. Two giveaways for the Eagles thus far this year. NFL high, 16 takeaways. By the way, the two giveaways, the second-fewest turnovers through seven games in the Super Bowl era. Hurts yesterday, 19 of 28 for 285, four touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Ten straight wins as a starter for Jalen Hurts. That's the, the longest streak now in Eagles history for a starter. The only player with more than four touchdown passes of 25-plus yards or more in a single game, which he did yesterday since 1980, was Dan Marino. Second Dan Marino reference, who had five in week one of the 1994 season against the Patriots. Anyway, you could just, the accolades just uh, write themselves. A.J. Brown yesterday, six catches for 156, three touchdowns all in the first half. What a fantasy player he was yesterday. The Eagles were 7 of 12 on third down. They were 1 of 1 on fourth. They were plus two in turnovers. 
Um, up seven to nothing. The Steelers had a fourth and goal at the one with 201 left in the first quarter. They went trickeration. Clay pulled to Derek Watt to make it seven to seven. You thought maybe for a second this could be a game, and then that thought was extremely fleeting. By the way, there were other fourth downs not worth getting into. Houston, one win through seven games. By the way, 35 to 13 was the final score of that uh, Eagles game yesterday against the Steelers. Houston, one win through seven games for the third straight year. Oh God! Oh, Can you imagine man. being a fan of that franchise? One game, one win through seven games for a third straight year. Sixty-six total yards on their first eleven possessions yesterday in their seventeen to ten loss to the Titans. They were down seven to three. Ten, uh, excuse me, down seven to three. Tennessee had a fourth and goal at the Houston one with six thirty-four left in the third quarter. This was the moment where Houston could make a stand. They could not. Henry took it in fourteen to three, and the rest was academic. Uh, Davis Mills seventeen of twenty-nine for one fifty-two, one touchdown. Excuse me, uh, uh, yeah, for one fifty-two. Pardon me, one touchdown, one pick. He sacked three times. Only ten first downs for the Texans. Only one hundred sixty-one total yards. Willis. For the Titans, Malik Willis only completed 10 forward passes for 55 yards against the Texans. And the Texans basically were done 17-3 to until the closing stages. And, of course, Derrick Henry got 219 yards against them. Anyway, all of that to say, you got the team with the best record in football against the team with the worst record in football. 14 and a half, is that too much on the road? Yeah, you're a shade high. Um, <clears throat> it's 13 I do see 113 and a half. I see a 114 out there. You know, my numbers come to 12 and a half. You know, I got to say, I'm not sure I like your number better. Yeah. I like the standard number better. I think 13, probably where I'm going to start. I don't think I'd go to 13 and a half, but we'll pro- they'll probably bet me the favorite. I might wind up at 13 and a half rather quickly. Uh, Davis Mills, QBR, where was it? His QBR, 7.1, pretty bad. Out of 100. Out of 100. Pretty bad. Malik Willis, 4.4. In victory. <laughs> yeah. So you combine them, it, it doesn't reach 12. Like QBRs. That's pretty bad. That's one of the worst I've ever seen in a game. I can't I can't think of one worse. God, that's a, that's I, a hell that's of a terrible. That's a but I think the Eagles have shown they are extremely legit. You just wonder, are they going to get caught napping a little bit, you know, with a, an easy game coming up? And I talked about diminishing returns, something I mentioned a lot on this show. You know, you look at the Green Bay game last night. Green Bay had no chance of winning that game from the get-go. From the get-go, it could cover a, a you know a double-digit spread. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean that's that's the NFL. Doesn't work like that in college, but it does in the NFL. That was a pretty brutal beat for Buffalo backers last night, which we'll get into later. <laughs> Good for you, by the way. How I never even asked you at the top. How was your weekend as a, from behind the desk? Saturday was fair. It was okay. Okay. Yesterday, no good. No good. Yeah, no we good. Got, we the got the Green Bay outcome didn't help you in the end. Not Green Bay helped. It helped. Could have been way worse. Yeah, but I mean, we lost for the day. What were the games that could, that killed you yesterday? Uh, boy, let me, I mean, we started off bad. That Denver game to start the morning was terrible. We'll get into those shenanigans yeah, coming up. That was bad. You know, I needed the Raiders. I needed the Raiders. They bet me the Saints like crazy. The Raiders just didn't even show up. Uh, I needed the Steelers naturally. Um, heading down, let me see. Um, I needed the Giants. I needed the Colts. Um, so, you know, <laughs> one of them days, it was one, you know, oh. it, it was, you know, I talked to Michael, he, yeah. how good, you know, I said, well, 
I guess the good news is our handle was down a little bit. <laughs> we probably would have lost more. <laughs> that was that was a silver lining for you. <laughs> Kelly has a question. Good Chris, question. Put too. you on the spot, real quick. What do you set a line? What would you set a line for Bills, Eagles, or Chiefs, Eagles? Oh, right you now? love these questions. Uh, well, let me let me just do the power ratings real quick. Bills and Eagles on a neutral. Yeah, on a neutral. We'll say that. Um. I was thinking about this a bit last night. I got the Bills game. four points better than the Eagles. Okay. I was, th- I was thinking was like three question? and a half. Or Chiefs. Ch- Chiefs, Bills. I'm Chiefs, assuming it'd be clo- uh, similar. Yeah, Chiefs is going to be closer. I got the Chiefs only one point better than the Eagles. Okay. Chiefs only one point better than the yeah. Eagles. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, what about a University of Georgia? I know what you're Those, uh, <laughs> those are the ones. I'm telling you right now, I'm 66 years old. I am not answering any more of those hypothetical matchups that are never going to come about. It's, Eagles and Bills, yeah, we could be seeing the Super Bowl. I don't mind giving that. Yeah. Alabama against uh, it's all, every, Houston. Every college basketball season in particular, it's like, what about the Kentucky Wildcats? Yeah. Yeah. How about the Bulls of Michael <laughs> Jordan versus Steph Curry's that. Warriors? That's your biggest pet peeve of anything. I hate that. I All hate right. Um, so there's your Thursday night barn burner on Amazon. Still don't know how to rewind. I think it's. I think it comes down to the remote you have. Some remotes have the have the function. Mine does not. It I, just I, doesn't. I, Gil, I am completely with you. I, I yeah. have no idea. I've only really, really tried a couple times because I gave up after like the second time. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really tried since then. Apparently, I'm also 95 years old, so that that might weigh in as well. All right, we have a lot to get to here, uh, but there are buys, so we can sort of let these marinate. And boy, oh boy, I can't wait to get to that Atlanta-Carolina thing from yesterday, which is worth a segment unto itself. The NFL doesn't even have to run a PSA for, like, gambling addicts to prevent you from gambling. (laughs) Just show them the Atlanta-Carolina game. That'll That'll do the trick. Guessing lines, looking for value. That's the point of this on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. This episode is brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 and older. It's time to let California fans in on the action. There's no good reason your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online, while Californians are still forced to deal with shady bookies. Prop 27 ensures California finally catches up. So vote yes on Prop 27. Chris Felica, the bear, who is uh, listening in this morning, Uh, as he is kind enough to do uh, most mornings, he says, I think Chris's grandson should go as Chris one Halloween. Vegas odds maker costumes would be flying off the shelves. Bear, did happen. you not hear me? He's in the 25th percentile weight-wise. You know, I'd have to get <laughs> a fat a, suit for him. Can't be a bookmaker. I don't think they make that for five-year-olds. <laughs> so eventually, all bookmakers become... <laughs> I hope not. ...rather overweight. No, <laughs> All right. Maybe he can go as Vinny. Yeah, <laughs> there, Vinny, there Vinny somehow... <laughs> Spelt as ever, that guy. You no, know, he runs. He 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 runs. Is that what he does? Yeah. How he come runs. he never answers that when I say when I ask him? Oh, that I how didn't know he so spilled slim, the beans. He's like, I didn't hey, know he spilled yeah, the beans. He runs. That also. He runs. You're right. He dodges that kind of he stuff. He totally yeah, dodges yeah, it. Yeah, he's out there. Avello play, who's also slim, plays pickleball all the time. He was pickleball yeah. before pickleball was cool. Really? Oh yeah. So that's how he. Plus, he's got the doctor scale in his office. You know, we've all seen that on his live shot. It's true. It's very true. Uh, All right, we're ready. One o'clock Eastern Time Sunday. Chargers at Falcons. All right, Chargers on a bye here. They're four and three, so we were mercifully, uh, mercifully spared of any Chargers shenanigans. But we were not mercifully spared of this. The Atlanta Falcons yesterday. I said it before the break. You just ever you want anybody to stop gambling? Just show them the end of this game. This is the definition of plinko. This game between the uh, Falcons and the Panthers. 
49 seconds left in the first half, down 10 to 7. The Panthers down 10 to 7, that is. Or excuse me, the Falcons down 10 to 7. PJ Walker picked by Lorenzo Carter, 28 yards to the house, 14 to 10 Atlanta into the half. That was really the biggest play before the fourth quarter. So now we're all in the fourth quarter now. Carolina, fourth and goal at the doorstep, 11.50 left in the game. They're down 21-13. to 13. Dante Foreman gets it in. Two-point conversion succeeds. We have a 21-21 to 21 ball game. Remember, Atlanta was a four-point favorite in this. Atlanta goes up 24-21 to 21 on a young Haku, 30-yard field goal with 7.38 left, and you're like, okay, well, maybe Atlanta's going to win but not cover. This should be interesting. But then Atlanta, unnecessary roughness penalty on the ensuing kickoff. So Carolina starts at their own 40 short field. They go 60 yards, capped off by a Foreman 12-yard touchdown run, and it is 28-24 Carolina with 3.06 left. And you're like, my goodness, not only might Atlanta not cover here, they may not win. Carolina Moneyliners in full effect right now. Fourth play of the subsequent drive, though, for Atlanta, 2.26 left. Marcus Mariota to Demir Bird who just takes an unbelievable route once he catches the ball. 47 yards, most of it yak. 31-28 Atlanta, Atlanta topsy-turvy. And then Carolina goes four and out, but still has two timeouts in pocket. A fact that the announcers seem clueless to the ramifications of, because no one's thinking about betting, but we are. It's all <laughs> we're thinking about. And sure enough, with those two timeouts, Carolina stops Atlanta on three plays with enough time left, which means Atlanta gets a chance at a field goal for what should be the cover. But then a whistle. And for a moment on fourth and three, Atlanta backers, including myself, are, are thinking to themselves, I cannot lose this bet on some random offsides penalty. Please no, please no. Thankfully, it's a false start. And Koo from 34 makes it 34 to 28. And you're like, winner, baby. Yes. Carolina, 36 seconds left. They got to go. I needed 70. Atlanta, too, by the way. You was, did? Yeah. Carolina, 36 seconds left. They have to go 75 yards. This isn't Patrick Mahomes. No this shot. Is, this is P.J. Walker. No this game's shot. All you got to do is play prevent defense. You're good. You're going over the W. What prevent defense has ever prevented anything? <laughs> Walker incomplete. You're like, cool. Walker to Terrace Marshall for 13 yards. You're like, yeah, still cool. 23 seconds left. They're still 62 yards away. Then P.J. back to pass. He throws the ball as far as he can, and D.J. Moore just keeps running, and no one in Atlanta yeah. keeps running with him. Moore, touchdown, 62 yards. I'm staring at, I'm, I'm catatonic, yeah, staring at too. the screen. 34-34 extra point for the win, and the Panthers not only will win this for betters on the money line, ATS, of course, but they'll also be in the lead in the NFC South. Except for the fact that DJ Moore took his helmet off. Yeah. And according to NFL rules, that is not conduct befitting of a sportsman. Otherwise known as unsportsmanlike conduct. Wait, so, so, Gil, just to jump in real quick. Dan Wolofsky yes. was going off on this this morning. Have you ever seen the, the exact language of the rule? They put it up on ESPN oh, ESPN no. today. I was just where, making a joke. Where no. apparently it's supposed to be within the confines of the field. If you are in the field or in the end zone and you rip off your helmet, it is a penalty. Now, there's some confusion of, like, if he's outside the end zone, it shouldn't matter. But, like, we've seen that called before when they're outside the sideline. So it's another, like, NFL rule I was so, that sounds like a disaster. I was so in a daze at that point. Where did he take off his helmet? Well, in the he back started, of the end zone? It's, it's one of those. He started ripping off, you know, ripping off the snaps as he's walking out of the end zone. But then he throws, off, throws it off when he's outside of the end zone. <laughs> so it probably shouldn't have been. 
but yet it was called. And then the Falcons correctly then decide, well, you know what? We want to enforce that on the extra point. Because as you know, in this newfangled day and age of extra points, that means a 15-yard penalty makes it a 48-yard extra point. And Eddie Pinheiro goes wide left from 48. We're going overtime. This cannot be happening. You're still alive. Oh, Atlanta's still alive. Surely when we win this coin toss, we, by the way, which Atlanta did, Oh, we're going to matriculate and win this. It's going to all be good. Five plays in, Marcus Mariota with, by the way, this is a big theme in the NFL yesterday. Just a ridiculously lazy interception deep and a huge 54-yard return by C.J. Henderson. Carolina already starting in the red zone. All they need is a field goal from the 20, and you're like, oh, I cannot believe it. Congratulations, Carolina Moneyline backers. Congratulations, Carolina Panthers. We've called you the worst team in the NFL. You're going to lead your division, for God's sakes. They gain five yards. It sets up an Eddie Pinheiro 32-yard field goal. This one wasn't even close. <laughs> Wide left. Not even close. Oh, my God. 559 left. You cannot make this up. And I'm out of my couch. Hands in the air. <laughs> Plinko. Futures bets on the line for me in this game. Over and over. And the Falcons matriculate the ball down the field, including a big Mariota 30-yard run. 39 at the Carolina 23 with two minutes left. Young Hay Koo from 41. Good. Falcons do not cover. Panthers do. But it's the Falcons who are now in first place in the NFC South, just like we told people to bet last week right here on a numbers game. <laughs> or last May when I thought Deshaun Watson was going to it, and Matt Brown and I got 11-1 to tickets. We are betting on this Michu Goss. It's incredible. Uh, Mariota, 20 for 28 for 253, three touchdowns, two picks, sack twice, six carries for 43. Um... By the way, I would have had Atlanta in Survivor, too, because I had them marked down as the team that I would have played had I still been alive. Imagine living through that. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been the most ridiculous. Oh, I have to come up with a spread. Is that how it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, Chargers by three on the road was the only thing I could come up with. Yeah, it's uh, it's a blanket three. My numbers come to one and a half. I still got a lot of Charger uh, damage to my yeah. uh, soul from years of watching yes, the Chargers. Uh, you know, I guess I'll open three, but I, I, I really thought, you know, I, I, three to me looks like a take. You know, it uh, looks a little too high to me. But uh, can I say one thing about that last game? When P.J. Walker threw that 60-yard pass, some guy texted me, who knew P.J. Harvey had an arm like that? <laughs> that was pretty funny. P.J. Harvey. Those following the show have been calling him yes. P.J. Harvey for yeah. years, uh, yeah. who's a singer. That's um, well, I mean, what's the takeaway from that game besides the fact that it's just ridiculous? The takeaway is Carolina is doing the exact opposite of what we thought they would do. Yes. They're playing with a lot of heart. Yes. No, no talent, really, but they're playing with a lot of heart. They're clearly not the worst team in the NFL now no, after these last two weeks. Who is Houston? Oh, I know. <laughs> if you're saying it like that, yeah. By the way, this is uh, if you're if it's like Barry White, Chris uh, Andrews today, <laughs> this is a little bit under. What, what do you have going on there? You little... uh, it's RSV, or some respiratory thing that's going around. It's all over the place, and in casinos nationally, we're a petri dish here. So. You should cut your slow jam album today. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. The love zone. Chris Andrews. Anybody got a saxophone to back me up? But I could tell by the way you, the reason that triggered in my head is the way you said, oh, no, I don't want to tell you is you you were convinced it's Pittsburgh. Oh, I got them as a in a tie with Houston. And I was doing my power ratings last night, and I'm looking, going through, and holy cow. So I have, like I said, I make this joke with Ed Fang all the time. It's not a mathematical model, but it is a math grading system. Mm-hmm. 
and they're grading out, you know, tied with Houston as the worst team in the NFL. Where they had four Kenny Pickett starts, they've averaged 11 and a half points a game. <sighs> yeah, it may not have been Mitch Trubisky, Pittsburgh fans. Oh, Sorry to break it to you. defense, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm telling you, the team, and we only have a little time, the team should not be this bad. We'll get to Pittsburgh. You yeah, can, they you should can not. They're, they're off this week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. We'll talk. Real we'll quick on that penalty. So here's the real the language from Section 3, Article 1 of the NFL Rulebook, which addresses sure. unsportsmanlike conduct. Quote, sure. removal of his helmet by a player in the field of play or the end zone during a celebration or dem- demonstration or during a confrontation with a game official or any other player. So if he's outside the end zone. Was it a confrontation? Doesn't say that. No, there wasn't. No, no confrontation. No confrontation. No. He was just talking about how great he was. <laughs> Basically, it's my translation. Coming back. Guessing lines. Numbers gave Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality podcast this is where we discuss all things reality tv all things popular culture and a little bit of rapaport's reality the reality of us we're figuring out and if we had been recording these last four or five days it would have been would have been juicy would have taken a, a, a left turn Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. Get everything v has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Sign up now and get v Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our Pro Picks daily recap of the top plays made by v show hosts and guests, Pro Tools like our exclusive betting splits, Pro Tips with actionable insights to up your betting game, Deep Dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and MLB playoffs, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge, why don't you? 
Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. James Moran at Jigs44. Anybody that wants to get into betting on the NFL can just start watching the uh, Carolina-Atlanta game with about four minutes left. Here you go. Looks fun, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Richard Poplis, take 10 years off your life if you, off your life if you gamble on that. Uh, this is from Dan Bruce. If you had Atlanta minus four, you were in dreamland with 30 seconds left. Madness. If you had Carolina, you were also in dreamland with one second left. Sometimes I think I should just check the score on Monday. It ain't ever over. It ain't ever over, he says. <clears throat> Pardon me. In the NFL. <clears throat> these others uh, from uh, from this particular game as well. As these just kept coming on. Uh, this was from uh, Big O ATX. Says I can't wait for the recap of Carolina Atlanta. This is the most insane gambling game I can remember. Um, Trip Tepper, the guessing line show on Mondays A and G could dedicate two segments to simply discussing the Michigan. Oh, he said it as well. The Carolina Atlanta game. On and on with that. It was just it, that game was ridiculous, out of control. You wanted to say something else about Pittsburgh? By the way, other stat about your Steelers: twenty straight. Hold on, let me get this right. I don't want to botch it. Seven straight games with twenty points or fewer. Now, my point being, you know, and we talked about this during the break, it, it might be time to just start over again, you know, and I'm talking about coaching from the top. Mike Tomlin, God bless me, did a great job for many, many years, you know, but the, the staff is ob- arguably terrible. The team should not be this bad. They have some real all-pro players, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Hampton. Uh, isn't, it, isn't it funny, though, how all of a sudden... Hayward, I'm saying. I mean, what, right. All of a sudden, though, like the plays that Minka Fitzpatrick would always make, somehow now in consecutive weeks, all of a sudden he hasn't made spectacular yeah. plays. Like they've wrenched it away from he, him. They did yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they should not be this bad. You know, I, I, you know, I was using two other examples. I mean, look at Fitzpatrick at, at Northwestern. Been a great coach for a long time. <laughs> It's not working last couple of years. You know, say with David Shaw at Stanford, you know, might be time, might be doing the coaches a favor to start fresh somewhere. <laughs> you think David Shaw, yeah. you think he's, they haven't, oh, they, they've had like one touchdown in the last, like whatever it was drive. Somebody pointed out, Yeah. you know, I mean, listen, these guys were great coaches, did great things for their school or in this case, the Steelers, you know, might be time to, you know, might be doing the coaches a favor too. You're not going to be good forever. No, it's, Trust me, other franchises know. Yeah. But he's never finished under 500. So, like, there's <laughs> still hope. There's still hope. Say that again, Kelly. Wait, Mike Tomlin never that. finished a season Stay under slow, 500. So I can write it down. Social clip. Nobody's heard that before. Yeah. Social clip. I still think there's hope. Still think there's hope. Let's go back to Sunday. What do we All got? right, Sunday. Dolphins at Bears, 1 o'clock Eastern time. Dolphins 5 and 3 now. Chicago 3 at 5. Dolphins 5 and 0 oh straight up this year when Tua starts a game and finishes a game. How about that? 5-0 and when Tua starts and finishes a game. Uh, it was his first career, Tua's first career game with 300-plus passing yards and zero picks. In the Dolphins, 31-27, to come from behind, win against the Lions. They had a fourth and fourth at Detroit, 44, 843 left in the first quarter. They went for it, down 7-0. They converted Tua to Waddle for nine yards. Next play, Tua to Tanner Connor, and Connor fumbled the football back to Detroit, and you thought to yourself, oh, boy, this could be the upset of the day. First, first six possessions of the game, by the way, with Detroit leading 21 to 14 after the first six possessions. Back and forth. Touchdown, fumble, touchdown, 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 touchdown. First half, Tua was 17 of 22 for 253. Two touchdowns, no picks. 
uh, sacked twice for the game, 29 of 36, 382, three touchdowns, no pick, sacked twice. Tyreek, first half, 7 for 142, game 12 for 188. Waddle, first half, 6 for 72, two touchdowns, game 8 for 106, two touchdowns. Hill and Waddle, by the way. Tyreek and, and Waddle have 1,688 yards receiving combined. They good. Setting a Super Bowl era record for two teammates to the first eight games of the season. Really? How about that? Wow. Clayton and Duper. Please. <laughs> Tillin Waddle now. Stallworth. <laughs> Monk and Clark. Uh, Miami, eight for 12 on third down, one for one on fourth. Anyway, Miami with 476 total yards in this game. This played out like every Detroit Lions game that's ever existed. Dolphins trailed 14 to nothing. They trailed 21 to seven. Didn't matter. They came all the way back. Go ahead, score late third quarter. Two at a Gesicki from 11 out. And then the Dolphins were up 31 to 27. Detroit had a fourth and one at the Miami 35 with 259 left. This was the Lions' chance to get the first down and win this game. Goff goes deep. They don't try to get the yard. They go deep to Josh Reynolds, incomplete, and the Lions never see the ball again. By the way, Reynolds dropped a would-be touchdown pass late in the first half as well. And then there's the Bears. The Bears lose to the Cowboys. Justin Fields, 17 of 23 for 151, two touchdowns, was not sacked four Oh, excuse me, no picks, rather. Was sacked four times. Eight carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. In their 49-29 to loss to the Cowboys, highest scoring game of the weekend, Khalil Herbert, 16 carries for 99 yards and a touchdown. The Bears had the rushing yards advantage in this game, as they tend to do, 240-200, to but they let Tony Pollard get 131 and three touchdowns. He was in with Zeke's knee injury. The Cowboys were 9 of 11 on third down. The Bears' defense couldn't get him off the field. The Cowboys ended up with 442 total yards. Down 28-7, to seven, fourth and two at their own 45, 328 left in the second quarter. Montgomery converted six plays later. Fields to Nikhil Harry. There's Nikhil Harry. Who knew he was a bear? For 17 and a touchdown, 28-14. to 14. That after roughing the passer penalty negated Trayvon Diggs' pick. And so you thought, well, maybe the Bears can get back in this. But the key play of the game, second half, Dallas is up 35-23. to 23. Bears, third and 16 at their own 19. Fields to Montgomery. He tries to extend the play towards the sticks. Leighton Vander Esch tackles him. Montgomery fumbles. Micah Parsons tracks it down and recovers it. And Justin Fields right there to touch him down. But instead, hurdles clear over him. Never touching Parsons. Micah gets up and scores from 36 out. And his teammates urging, 42 to 23. Officials didn't even bother reviewing it. That's how clear it was that Fields had hurdled Micah Parsons. The rest was academic, 49-29. Anyway, uh, Bears at Cowboys. Cowboys will be, uh, excuse me, uh, Dolphins at uh, Bears, pardon me. Dolphins will be favored. I think it's more than a field goal. I'll say Dolphins minus four. My numbers come to four. It's four and a half or five. You know, I think I like that a little better. I think I have the Dolphins slightly underrated. I think, uh, you know, Tua is really finding his game. You know, you talked about the receivers. You know, I think, you know, we're talking about a half a point. But I think I probably do have the Dolphins maybe a half a point underrated. So I am going to open the four and a half. I think that's a good number. Um, Dolphins been number eight in my power rankings for a couple of weeks in a row now. Yeah, I, you know, I think this is a really a pretty good team, and I, I, you know, I need to take another look at them. But I think I do like the four and a half better. I think that I have them about a half a point underrated. All right, next Kelly, what do we got? One o'clock Eastern Time, uh, Panthers at the Bengals. Oh, we don't have to spend much time on this. Carolina, we talked about <clears throat> somehow. Snatching defeat from the jaws of victory yesterday against the Falcons. P.J. Walker ended up 19 for 36 for 317. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. 
Dante Foreman, 26 carries for 118 yards and three touchdowns. A lot of big fantasy performances yesterday. DJ Moore, who uh, Carolina called a generational piece, and they will not trade. Six for 152 and a touchdown, and apparently one taking off of the helmet. 478 total yards for the Panthers in this game. They did have nine penalties for 74 yards. And then Cincinnati, which uh, sight unseen because they play the Browns tonight. Cincinnati's the home team here. Sight unseen on the Bengals, uh, you know, barring injury, barring anything outlying, I would think would be more than a touchdown. I'd say seven and a half. Uh, it's pretty much eight. I do see a nine. I got to tell you, my numbers come to 10. Um, mm. I'm very high on this Bengals team. Me too. I think this is a really good team. I'm still trying to figure out uh, this Panther team a little bit, you know. And like I said, they play hard. I don't know how much talent they have, though, you know. Um, I'm going to open it. I do see a nine, so I'm going to open it eight and a half. Uh, I'm just going to be a little bit above the market because oh, the nine is really an outlier. It's uh, it's pretty much eight everywhere. But I'm going to open a half point higher. And, you know, I, you know I, it's hard to lay double digits or even close to that in the NFL. It's just hard to do. But I, I think I think I kind of lean towards the favorite in this game. Uh, but we'd have to see what happens tonight, of course. Kelly and I both sitting on three and one in our uh, millions, and uh, both have the Bengals tonight. They're three and a half in millions, right? I'm three in real life. Yes, I'm three in real life, but, but yeah, three, three and, and a half, half in millions. millions. Yep. Um, and to the concern that Jamar Chase is not playing, you would say. Uh, it stinks. I wish I didn't have as much money on this game. And I, I mean, I bought correct. off a little bit on because it came out of nowhere. It came out. Yeah, it did. It really did. I, I bought off a little bit of a three and a half uh, over the weekend, but no, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still riding that bet. I think that wide receiving core is deep enough that, uh, I mean, yes, it's not going to help that he's out, but I don't think it's going to hurt them too, too much tonight. At least that's my thought against the uh, And the whole team's deep. I mean, yeah. it's a good team. They they have finally figured it out after decades of kind of wallowing. I mean, they made the playoffs a lot of those years, but it seems like they're always like just missing a beat or two. But right now, I think this team is very, very good, very deep, and I think it's a true, you know, real Super Bowl challenger once again. Yeah, Cleveland just trying to make themselves relevant by the time Deshaun Watson gets around, which is still a few weeks away. Not so relevant right now are the Browns, two and five in your standings. Coming back, more guessing lines, looking for value. Not sure we found any yet. On the other side, right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality podcast this is where we discuss all things reality tv all things popular culture and a little bit of rapaport's reality the reality of us we're figuring out and if we had been recording these last four or five days oh it it would have been been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How about a pro tip of the hour, Kelly? You interested in that? You're just in a pro tip or you want to do it at the end? Yeah, let's do it at the end. Oh, let's do it at the end. It's a good idea. <laughs> How about we talk Colts Patriots yeah, first? That was me and Kelly's way of saying, that was Kelly, you know what that was? And, and like, just behind the curtains, that was me going, hey, uh, I have no idea if we're doing this at the beginning <laughs> of the end, um, but based on whether you're prepared to do it or not, you'll give me the answer. Kelly's like, ah, let's do it at the end. That's exactly, we like to pull the curtain back here. That's the, uh, That's hey, right. the graphic's not prepared yet, okay? we got to wait a minute or two. All right. Colts and Patriots, 1 o'clock like Eastern I said, time. This is almost like a real show. <laughs> almost. We're getting there. It's only taken us 10, 11, 12 years. We'll get there. Uh, all right. Indianapolis at New England, you said? Okay. Indianapolis, 3, 4, and 1. New England, 4, and 4. Actually, this will dovetail nicely into the pro tip. Indianapolis now loses to Washington. By the way, that's the 4 and 4 Washington football team. I'll have you know. That's another, another for another time. Actually, we'll talk about that game right now. Indianapolis is now the only team to have trailed entering the fourth quarter every game this season. How about that for a distinction? Sam Ellinger in his, de- in his debut, starting debut, 17 of 23 for 201. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked two times. Colts only managed 15 first downs in this game. By the way, the Colts have now scored 20 points or fewer in seven of eight games this season. Ellinger, down 7-3, second and 14 at the Washington 17. This game was just filled with the Colts having opportunity after opportunity and Washington stifling them in some way. Ellinger, down 7-3, second and 14 at the Washington 17. 2.43 left in the first half. Sacked, Deron Payne recovers the fumble. A little strip sack there. Third quarter now, Washington up 7-3. They go for it. Fourth and one at the Indianapolis 49. Brian Robinson Jr. stuffed. Indianapolis down 7-6, to six, driving. Second and two at the Washington 26. 3.35 left in the third quarter. Jonathan Taylor tackled by Derek Forrest. Fumbles recovered by Casey Tuhill. And another Colts opportunity stymied. Second and goal for Indianapolis at the Washington 3. Down 7-6 to six again. Michael Pittman Jr. ruled as a touchdown on the field. Clearly short, though, to the naked eye as replay corroborated. Third and goal at the doorstep. Jamin Davis explodes through the line, takes down Taylor for a one-yard loss, and the Colts settle for a McLaughlin 20-yard field goal to go up 9-7. to Wow. Finally, though, the Colts take a two-score lead. So Washington's down 16-7. to They have a fourth and six at the Indianapolis 48 with 7.32 left. They convert. Heineke to Curtis Samuel for 18. Five plays later, 4.59 left. Joey Sly, 28-yard field goal to make it a one-score game, 16-10. to 
And then Washington gets the ball back down 16 to 10. They have to go 89 yards with 239 left. And the legend of Taylor Heineke grows on. He's awesome. Fourth and two at their own 20 for Washington with 135 left. Heineke to Samuel for 12. Four plays later, Heineke with 41 seconds left. First and 10 at the Indianapolis 34 to the incomparable Terry McLaurin for 33 yards to the one McLaurin who grew up in Indy. This is absolutely going nuts. Heineke sneaks it in on the next play. Imagine that, Kelly, a sneak from a little guy like Heineke. How about that? Because he's a gamer. Just push him in. He knows how to win football games. Extra point good, 17 to 16. D.C., 22 seconds left. It holds. And Washington goes to 4-4. Four and four. But anyway, we're not talking about Washington. We're talking about Indianapolis. Sorry about that. Uh, they're 3-4-1. and one. And then there's New England, who climbs to 4-4. Four and four. New England has won 13 straight versus the Jets. Count them. Belichick passes George Hallis for the second most wins all time as a head coach as the Patriots beat the Jets 22-17. Mac Jones, 24-35 of 35 for 194. One touchdown, one pick, six sacks. He continues to have interceptions that don't become interceptions. He's the most fortunate guy in the world on that count. Itches. Interceptions that should have happened. Ramondre Stevenson was everything for the Patriots. 16 carries for 71 yards, 7 catches for 72. 288 total yards. That's it for the Patriots in victory. They were plus 2 in turnovers. All you need to know. We'll get into those turnovers. And a 35-34 to 24-26 advantage in time of possession. Down 10-3. to Fourth and 1 at the Jets, 21. Two minutes left in the first half. Jones way overthrows Jacoby Myers. But Zach Wilson, third and two at their, at their own 43 with 48 seconds left in the half, half up 10 to 7, throws a horrible pick that Jawan Bentley grabs. Terrible overthrow. New England's in business. And then Mac Jones looks to have thrown a 84-yard pick six by Michael Carter, but it's nullified by a John Franklin Myers roughing the passer penalty, the key play of this entire game. And by the way, it was a legit yeah. roughing the passer penalty. So New England ends up with a field goal to cut the lead to 10 to 6 going into the locker room. What a, what a conclusion to that first half. Second half opening drive for New England. Now they're down 10-6. to six. They have a fourth and one at the Jets' five. They go for it with 12-12 left. Jones to Myers, touchdown 13-10. to 10. And then the second half, Zerline missed 45-yard field goal. Folk makes a 49-yard field goal to go up 16-10. to 10. Jets have to punt. Folk makes another 45-yard field goal to 19-10. to 10. And then the Zach Wilson follies continue. Wilson with a horrible pick where he fails to throw the ball away properly, Devin McCourty on the other end, the Jets do force a three and out. But ensuing the ensuing drive, third and seven at the Jets' 46, 12-13 left. If you thought Wilson was done throwing bad picks, you're mistaken. This one was maybe even worse. Lazier pass overthrows everyone right in the hands of McCourty again. 36-yard return, Jones almost throws a pick on third down over the middle, but of course he gets bailed out. They, don't, they drop it. That's Mac Jones' whole season. Falk, 52-yarder, 22-10. to 10. And then the back door uh, for teasers, anyway, was open. Jets down 22-10, fourth and 10 at the New England 35. Offside, New England, fourth and fourth at New England 30. Wilson misses on a pass to Conklin. Anyway, final score was 22-17. The Jets did get through the back door, but they did not come close to winning this football game. And so you have the Colts with Ellinger at 3-4-1, at the Patriots with Mac Jones, at four and four, Frank Reich, Bill Belichick, I will I put it in no man's land. I said Patriots minus five and a half. My numbers come to four and a half. <clears throat> it's six. I even see six and a half out there. 
I'll tell you, if I didn't see that six and a half, I would open it at five and a half. But you know, I don't. I want to see where this market goes. But I'm putting my first mark next to the Colts. I have serious questions about Jones. I think Ellinger played pretty good ball yesterday. I liked what I saw out of this kid. I think he looked okay. Uh, you know, New England. You know that. I mean, there's still Belichick, New England, but I got big questions about Jones. I'm just not sure he's there yet. That he deserves to be a six-point favorite over, you know, a decent team in the Colts. So I, I am going to open six. If I see the market drop, if I see that six and a half disappear, I'm going to go under the market. But uh, I I like the Colts in this game. This is the first game I've been putting a mark next to. I like the Colts. Kelly, want to squeeze in another one here? Possibility? Sure, we could try that. How about uh, let's see, Packers at Lions, one o'clock. Oh Eastern. no, no, let's not squeeze in that one. Let's do wait. What's Bills your, and Jets. All right, Bills, Bills and, Jets. and Jets. Bills and Jets. Did you just talked about the Jets quite a bit? So you know. Yeah, so we can squeeze Wilson. This in. So Buffalo wins. We'll get into the Green Bay Buffalo thing when we talk about Green Bay, the game that Kelly just mentioned. This is still the early window. Yeah. So Josh Allen, thirteen of twenty-five. Josh Allen only completed thirteen forward passes yesterday for twenty. Uh, thirteen of twenty-five for two eighteen, two touchdowns, two picks, sacked twice, six carries for forty-nine yards. Stephon Diggs, he and Jair Alexander going at it all night. Six catches for one hundred eight and a touchdown. The Jets, as we just talked about against the, uh, we'll get into the details of the Green Bay-Buffalo game here when we talk about Green Bay after the break. Jets, as we just talked about, losing to the Patriots. Their four-game win streak snapped. Zach Wilson, 20 of 41 for 355, but two touchdowns, three horrific picks in the two sacks. Garrett Wilson, six catches for 115. The Jets were minus two in turnovers. They had those three picks. To New England's only uh, one turnover, and again, the disadvantage in time of possession that we talked about. Buffalo on the road here, but Buffalo's going to be a double-digit favorite. I said Buffalo minus 10. You're light. Uh, it's 13 everywhere. Ooh. That's exactly what wow. my numbers come to is 13. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, I mean, what do I, what's there to say much about Buffalo? They are yeah. clearly the best team in the league right sure. now. Jets with a million problems, and uh, I shouldn't say it. They have one big problem in Wilson. Other than that, they have a pretty decent roster. Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do with this kid. I, it seems like they got a lot of money invested, but this might be the time to pull like a Jared Goff or Baker Mayfield and, you know, Fisher cut bait. Maybe time to cut bait. Here's your pro tip of the hour, by the way, because I think this is this, – this is nice with the Indianapolis result. And also we talked about Atlanta, Carolina, be honest with yourself when it comes to betting the NFL, was it really your handicap that played out on the field or was it just a Plinko ending that went your way? That will serve you well moving forward. If you're honest, both about your wins and your defeats, don't be one of these people who's like, Oh, the world always conspires against me. But when I, my team wins, it's always me. Cause I had Washington yesterday. Trust me. That wasn't me. Trust me, I've had a lot of those this year where the ball just has bounced my way. There's a lot of those in the NFL. Yeah, we get one every hour, 20 a day, vsin.com for all vsin subscribers only, where you can sort them by sport and by show. More guessing lines on the other side next. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on vsin. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Just, you know, every state, BetMGM. I was going to say Nevada, but it's BetMGM. Skill Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here as well. And, of course, the star of uh, guessing lines each and every Monday during the NFL season, each and every year, Chrissy Andrews, my mishpocha, who runs the South Point Hotel Casino, the tip of the strip here in uh, lovely Las Vegas, Nevada. 
You were this. This has nothing to do with football. Do you want to say that Warren Zevon thing? Because I think this is great. Yeah, actually, uh, you know, some of the things I've said and in my book a couple times. Uh, enjoy every sandwich, and where I got that was from Warren Zevon, was uh, on David Letterman's show. I think about twenty years ago, and he was dying, and he knew he was going to be dead very shortly. Went on David's show because he'd fill in for Paul Schaefer a couple times, so he and David were friends, and talked about himself dying. You know, and. Uh, Letterman, not always like the warmest guy in the world, but he had a spot in his heart for Warren Zevon. He had a warm gear, though, which I always appreciate. At times, yes, he did. It didn't show all the time. But uh, anyway, there's an article about it on The Ringer right now, and I'm going to retweet it. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's kind of touching. And, you know, I mean, I think he he stood up to death very admirably. Love that. uh, You know, God bless him. Retweet it after the show. I will. Let's do one more hour of this. You put up the lines, then we retweet that. Uh, Kelly, you want to say something about the pro tip from last hour, too, that applied to you as well? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, there's a lot of what you said with just how it ends, you know, Plinko at the end or something, and then just realizing, also like realizing the, I mean, the good handicaps and the bad mm-hmm. handicaps of your week, right? You got to be honest about that. So I, I'm only, I only made four bets this week, two and one rolling into the night with, uh, with the Bengals. But one of those was the Titans, where I didn't have an overcomplicated handicap. It was, I don't think it matters who's playing quarterback for this Titans team. You turn around and hand the ball off to Derrick Henry, and you know that handicap ended up playing out, right? Malik Willis throws the ball ten times. Uh, I mean, over 200 rushing yards for Derrick Henry. It's the worst rush defense in the league. And then I had the worst handicap that you probably could have had of the whole season on the Las Vegas Raiders, <laughs> who didn't oh. get past midfield. Uh, I had them too, Kelly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, my friend. Yeah. So it's one of those, like, it's, you know, recognize when you when you have something spot on and when you, I mean, you're seven weeks into the season and that could not have, that was probably the worst bet of the year, right? I mean, yeah. they didn't get past midfield to the final two minutes of the game. Yeah. Well, and, and the reason for that, again, being the pro tip, is that will serve you moving forward. The more honest you are, the better off you will be. Let's continue, Kelly. What do we got? Packers Sunday. at Lions, Packers. 1 o'clock Eastern time. Whew. Packers at Lions. Pack of the 3-5 and five Packers against the 1-6 and six Lions in the NFC North with the Vikings now with a three-and-a-half game lead in that division. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 19 of 30 last night against the Bills for 203, two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. Aaron Jones, 20 carries for 143 yards. They forced Buffalo into a three and out to start the game, just Buffalo's 12th punt of the year. And maybe for a fleeting moment, you thought to yourself, hey, maybe. Oh, yeah. And then no. (laughs) Fourth and three on the ensuing drive at the Buffalo 38, 851 left first quarter. Green Bay goes for it and fails. Pocket collapsed around Rodgers. Incomplete pass intended for Romeo Dobbs. And that's where all the hope died. Down 14 to seven, second quarter, 401 left after a James Cook seven-yard run to the Bills' sideline. This is the Packers down 14 to 7. Quay Walker shoves shoves someone on the sidelines, and then he actually like throws Sean McDermott off him as well. And he is ejected from the game. Four plays later, Isaiah McKenzie runs it in from seven yards out. 21 to 7, 154 left second quarter. Did we ever get a license plate? Did we ever get an ID on the guy he shoved? No, I never saw it. I didn't, I didn't either. Down 24 to 7. Now the pack opened up the second half with a drive that included both a Jones 32-yard run and a Dylan 27-yard carry. But they have to settle for a Mason Crosby 38-yard field goal after a Rodgers to Tunyon, a Rogers to Tunyon touchdown was negated by a Tunyon OPI, 24 to 10. And the Packers were livid about that offensive pass interference on Tunyon. Then down 27 to 10, fourth and one at the Buffalo 26, 14-16 left. Jones tackled by Taron Johnson after Vaughn Miller just caved in the line. And so another Packers opportunity to get in the back door fails. 
Then Allen and Rodgers are picked on consecutive plays later in the fourth quarter. Then the Bills in cover mode now. They're, they're up 10 at this point. Up 10, yeah. 41-yard catch and run from James Cook. It's third and goal at the Green Bay 3. Allen is picked again, this time by Jair Alexander. So if you're back in the Bills right now, you're like, I cannot believe this happened. By the way, they were, they were up 17, I believe, at that time. And then, yes, they were up 17, and they were going to add on more, and then he gets picked. And then Green Bay goes eight plays and 95 yards and scores Rodgers to Samori Ture, taking advantage of the back door being open. Then Buffalo, needing a score, gets it all the way to the Green Bay 38. So imagine now, they were just stymied at the goal line. Now they get it to the Green Bay 38, second and one, matriculating to a score that would get them the cover, but a Gabe Davis unnecessary roughness penalty, and I do mean unnecessary, uh, as he shoves Jair Alexander from behind. Again, not only was it Diggs going with Alexander all night, but it was also Gabe Davis being chippy with Alexander back and forth. That took the Bills back 15 yards, and eventually they were forced to punt, and Green Bay got the cover. Back door just refused to close. And then there's Detroit. Oh, Detroit. We talked about them losing to the Dolphins. They've lost five in a row. It's their fourth loss this season by four points or fewer. They scored 27 points in the first half yesterday and zero in the second half. Every Lions game seems to go that way. First half of the Lions, touchdown, 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 field goal, field goal. Second half, punt, punt, turnover on downs. Dan Campbell's now 4-19-1 as the Lions head coach. Let me repeat that. Dan Campbell, 4-19-1. As the Lions head coach, Jim Caldwell was 36 and 28. Jim Caldwell, oh my God. How did they fire this guy? If I could only put my finger on it, Chrissy. Goff, first half, 18 of 25 for 264. 326 total yards of offense. Second half, Goff, 9 of 12 for 57 yards. Detroit scored on all five of its uh, possessions in the first half to lead 27 to 17 after scoring a total of six points in its previous two games. No matter. You know the rest. Uh, This will be... Green Bay favored. I said Green Bay by three. Didn't know what else to say. Yeah, I don't quite like your number better, but, you know, this is one of those where I made it four and a half was what my numbers come to. It's three and a half and three and a half with some juice on the dog. I like that better. So I'm either going to open three and a half. I don't think I'm going to open three. I'm going to open three and a half. I think I have to take another look at Green Bay. Uh, They, you know, the talent just isn't there. You know, we keep waiting for – Something to click with say, these receivers. I say this it's about, not there. I say this about the Bucks too, right? Bucks and Green yeah. Bay with Radiant Rogers. It's like it's just not going to just happen miraculously. No, it's not. But I, let me say one more thing about Detroit and, and Jared Goff. He had that fourth and one and throws the long pass. Yes. Coaches are doing that way too much now. Go get the first down. Get the, the yard. long pass on fourth and uh, one is not that big a surprise anymore. It seems when Bart so lazy. Starr used to do it. It was great. <laughs> that was sixty years ago. What a lovely man, by the way. I met him. What a nice Didn't guy. Oh, I, nice I bet guy. you he would be. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next. Oh, I'm sorry. You anyway, I, I, no, but you're I so like right. The, yeah, I, they're doing. I just had to throw that in there about the. And Goff isn't the only one. Detroit's not the only one. A lot of them are going, go get the first down. It's also, Three it's, and a half it's also if you're like a backer or a fan of that team, how deflating that play is. Yeah. You Never saw the ball yeah. again. Kelly, what's next? Chris, it looks like your uh, one shop you were looking at with that Patriots Colts line did move to six just now. So Okay. One to check out. Next up, Vikings at Commanders, 1 o'clock Eastern time Sunday. Six and one Vikings, three and a half game lead in the NFC North. The four and four Commanders, the best last place team in football. Vikings win their fifth straight against the Cardinals this time. Cousins, over the span of those five straight wins, 10 touchdowns and two picks. 
The Vikings 5-0 and this season in one possession games. That's all you need to know about this team. That's right. Plinko chip going their way. My Kelly, bets are finally getting home, baby. Kelly is this close to wearing a Viking hat on the air. That's so funny because I just ordered one. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about it off air. I thought you might have overheard me. No. no. I just ordered one. Swear right to God, now. no. And it's, and, be, it's, and it's arriving today. And you'd be perfect. You got the beard. You're, I know. You're practically a Viking. I, the horns were too expensive, though. <laughs> Refuse to pay $50 for a show prop. You're like, not the horns. Yeah, it's too much on. money. Let's like it crazy. Uh, Cousins, 24 of 36 yesterday for 232. Two touchdowns, no picks. Sack three times, four carries for 22 and a touchdown. Dalvin Cook, 20 for 111 and a touchdown. Jefferson, six for 98, plus two in turnovers against the Cardinals. They did have 10 penalties for 86 yards. The Vikings were up seven to three, fourth and one at the Arizona 38, 313 left in the first quarter. Cousins, incomplete pass intended for Thielen, but no consequence. Cardinals, God, the Cardinals are ridiculous. Cardinals down 21 to 17, first and 10 at their own nine, 542 left in the third quarter. This is the theme of the weekend. Murray throws a horrific pick. Overthrows everybody. Harrison Smith gets it. Four plays later, Cook from four out, 28 to 17, Minnesota. But it's 28 to 23. Cardinals very much in this game. Cousins, third and five at the Vikings, 30. Strip sacked by Isaiah Simmons, recovered by Simmons. Seven plays later, the Cardinals have to settle for a 34 yard Prater field goal. 28 to 26, Minnesota. Arizona then stops Minnesota. Minnesota punts, muffed by Greg Dortch, recovered by Troy Dye. What's with the muffing this year? Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Four plays later, Cousins to Osborne, 34 to 26. Joseph doinks the PAT, keeps it a one-score game. But Arizona had three possessions thereafter. They crossed midfield in each one of them. Here's what you need to know. Murray picked by Cameron Bynum. Arizona stopped on downs. And then Minnesota stops them to end the game. They got as far Arizona did as the Minnesota 37 before two consecutive Viking sacks of Murray's Darius Smith, one of his three on the game, and then Harrison Phillips before the clock expired. And then we talked about Washington, three wins in a row now for uh, Washington, five for five. Taylor Heineke on that last drive, five for five for 76 yards, one-yard touchdown run. They outscored the Colts 10 to nothing in the final 455. As I said last week, barring an injury, Carson Wentz will never take another snap for this team. And the incomparable Terry McLaurin, six for 113. All you need to know about Washington, they had 22 total second-half yards till their final two drives. Then they had an 82-yard field goal drive and an 89-yard game-winning touchdown drive. Minnesota will be favored. It won't be by that much, though. I think Minnesota by three-and-a-half on the road at Washington. Dead on. Really? Three-and-a-half like a blanket. I like it. My numbers come to four. Um, I think I like the three-and-a-half better, to tell you the truth. You know, uh, Minnesota's just winning a lot of close games. That's their thing. And Washington's showing some heart. They really are. And I have my questions about them, certainly with Ty- Taylor Heineke, but they're showing some heart. I think three and a half is a good number. Not as big of a bet for me, but it's my only opening line bet of the week, Gil. Laid three last night with the Vikings. Well, I got to tell you, the number has gone up since last night. I saw two and a half threes last night, and it's you know kind of continued to rise. How dare you, Kelly? How dare you? <laughs> He's going to wear a Viking hat on this show, though. We promise you that. More guessing lines. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Sign up now and get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our Pro Picks daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, pro tips with actionable insights to up your betting game, deep dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and MLB playoffs, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today i'll spell it out for you it's vsin.com slash subscribe that's v is in vegas that's what it stands for skill kelly 
And, of course, Christy Andrews from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. By the way, we get tweets at beating the book real quick. This is from uh, this is from Losa Vegas five one four. Yo, you and Young Kelly could go five and zero for the rest of the season in circa millions. So don't give up. Okay, Kelly. Hey, you were trying to give me that pep talk before the show. You never know. We're just relevant enough where a run could make us. It's make true. Fun. It's just one of those when you look at the end of the season where where like the winners finish. You're like, man, I never stood a shot. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Scotty B seven twenty six. He has a couple for us. He said, "I call it a prevent, uh, prevent a a win defense. I call it a prevent a win defense." Yeah, a lot of people do. And Scotty B uh, pointing out, he's correct. I said when uh, when Micah Parsons scored that I was like, the refs didn't even bother reviewing. And he points out, well, they always review. It's a scoring play. I guess what I meant was there was no delay in that yeah, review whatsoever. It wasn't much of a review. Jeremiah Westgate. Speaking of taking off helmets and getting flagged. Uh, he says, when the Skins scored the last-minute touchdown to take the lead on Indy, McLaurin took off his helmet and was parading around, thought he was going to get nailed. But thankfully, the refs ate their whistle. They didn't blow the whistle, if you know what I mean. Too short. That's, that's so true. Terry McLaurin catches the ball at the one, rests it away from the defender, and Terry McLaurin, the incomparable Terry McLaurin, proceeds for the next 15 to 20 seconds to shout down everybody, letting them know that Indy is his town <laughs> before the Heineke sneak. And yet the Panthers got flagged with DJ Moore casually taking it off in the back of the end. So, yeah, I, I, I guess this isn't a rule I haven't thought about all that much before yeah. in the past, but apparently it's just as ridiculous as multiple other rules in the NFL. Here's, here's the thing. When you're incomparable, though, you don't get flagged for that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the uh, caveat. What's next? All right, 1 o'clock Eastern time, still in the early window. Really? Yeah, Gil. It's the wor- the worst week we've seen yet. Wait a minute. That must mean there are only how many games in the afternoon? You gotta be kidding. Not me. kidding you. Two. Two. Wow. How do we do this? One Eastern Raiders at Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Raiders. Shut out for the first time since 2014. They get shut out by the Saints. Woo! Derek Carr. 15 of 26 for 101. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. He gave way to Jared Stidham in their 24 to nothing loss. Stidham was 8 of 13 for 72, by the way. The real stat is Devontae Adams, one catch for three yards. Let me repeat that. Devontae, one catch for three yards. The Raiders had 13 total first downs and 183 total yards, just 38 rushing. As Kelly said earlier, the Raiders didn't get the ball across midfield until two minutes remained in the game. I won't go very far into this game. That's with a different quarterback, too, by the way. That's with that's with the other guy. Yeah. That's right. Uh, down seven to nothing, third and one at their own 46. First play of the second quarter, the Raiders try a Devontae Adams sweep, and it gets stuffed by Marcus Davenport. So fourth and two now at their own 45, the Raiders decide to compound the problem with a fake punt. They snap it to their up back, Matthias Farley, and he's tackled by Chris Harris Jr. Also, there was a chop block penalty on the on Vegas on the play anyway, so they got 15 more yards. Complete disaster. Vegas did hold New Orleans to a Will Lutz 37-yard field goal because at that point, the Saints were probably like, this will be insurmountable if Will Lutz hits this field goal. 10 to nothing. Opting, opting not to go for it on fourth and one from the Vegas 18. Subsequent drive, third play, third and two at their own 30. 11-17 left in the second quarter. Carr picked by Teron Matthew. Six plays later, Dalton to Kamara for 16-17-0, and the rest was academic. Jacksonville. Oh, we haven't talked about the London game yet. Jacksonville 
86,215 people in attendance, the largest crowd in the history of the NFL International Series. The Jaguars, they'll lose their fifth straight. Here's the, here's the Jaguars' scoring margin through Week 8. You ready for this? In the first and third quarters, they're plus 66. That leads the NFL. So their game prep and their adjustments might actually be great. In the second and fourth quarters, they're minus 52. What do you make of that? That's crazy. That, I like your your theme of, you know, the the coaching, you know, the to start the game then the adjustments. Yeah. But can they be that bad in the second and fourth quarter? Yeah, according to the pl- according to the plus minus the point differential. My goodness. That's incredible. Let me just say that again. First and third quarters plus 66 for the Jaguars, which leads the NFL. Second and fourth quarters minus 52, which is either worst or second worst in the NFL. We have to check on that. They're 0 and 6 in one-score games. Trevor Lawrence yesterday 18 of 31 for 133. One touchdown, two picks, sacked twice. Etienne. Travis Etienne does everything. 11 carries for 94 yards. 24 for, uh, oh, excuse me, 11 in the first half, pardon me, first half, 11 carries for 94 yards, two catches for 12. For the game, he was 24 carries for 156 yards in a touchdown. By the way, Denver had 10 penalties for 71 yards in the first half. They ended up with 12 penalties for 81 yards. Jacksonville forced Denver into, this, into starting the game with punt, interception, punt, punt. Wilson's first pass of the game, in fact, should have been picked. The actual pick was a Tyson Campbell pick of Russell Wilson just over four minutes in. Five plays later, Lawrence to Evan Ingram for 22 yards out, 7 and nothing. Broncos didn't get their first first down until almost midway through the second quarter. Jacksonville, though, God, it's like a broken record. Biggest play of the game. First and goal at the Denver 1. 12.48 left in the second quarter. They're up 7 to nothing. They're on the doorstep to go up two touchdowns. Lawrence picked by Justin Simmons. It's like he whipped it in there, and Justin Simmons, before it got by him, grabs it. And so then they gave up a nine-play, 98-yard touchdown drive to Wilson, who was 5-for-5 for for 88 yards on the drive. The Broncos' first second-half drive of the game, that's what it was, nine plays, 98 yards, to put the Broncos up 14-10. to Jags go up 17-14 to when they get a short uh, 47-yard field. They have a touchdown drive. And then so the, so the Jaguars are up three points in this game with 349 left. Now imagine the situation for the Broncos. And the Jags, but particularly for the Broncos. The season is season's on the line for both teams. Huge trade deadline implications for the Broncos with 349 left. If they win this, it'll mean one thing. If they lose this, it'll mean an entirely different thing. Maybe a head coach's fate in the balance with yeah. Nathaniel Hackett. And Wilson starts first and 10 from his own 20. Again, 349 left. Wilson to Hamler for 47. Six plays later, Latavius Murray in from the two 21 to 17 Broncos. But the Jags still have 143 left, needing a touchdown. Very first pass picked by Kwan Williams with a cast on. Yeah. The Jags have two timeouts left, but they never see the ball again. And you know what that means, everybody? All those high knee, uh, all those high knees that Wilson did on the plane must have paid off. Two go-ahead scoring drives in the second half, snapping their four-game losing streak, and the Broncos win, and the Jags fall to two and six. It's the two and five Raiders of the two and six Jaguars. Enjoy. I split the difference between a pick them and a three. Jaguars by one and a half. The real line is a split difference between your line and my line. What's yours? I made the Raiders three. Really? I, it, and it's 
one pretty much everywhere. Raiders by one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, listen, I, I'm not that, like, that comfortable with mine, <laughs> but, like, how can the Raiders be favored? I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, I was like Kelly. Kelly talked about he loved the Raiders yesterday. I loved them. That was my game yesterday. I loved them. And then when the public came in on the Saints, I was happy as could be. You know, I said, "Oh, this is going to be great." Perfect. You know, this is—I mean, they look so bad. I—I I don't know how far to downgrade them in my power ratings. And I think the Jacksonville is not good. And you know, they—the Trevor Lawrence thing. You know, who had a really good comment? Linda Cohn says Trevor Lawrence does not come up big in big moments. I have said on yep. this show from before he was drafted. Yeah. I have said numerous times, are we sure he's yeah. generational? There were some people who wouldn't let me finish the sentence. Though. Of course he is. Yeah, they, they were comparing him to Andrew Luck. I, you know, come on. Come on, stop it. Andrew Luck came up big in a million places. I haven't seen this kid come up big when Ever. he's really needed to be. Now, there's time they won by 40 at Clemson. God knows. Yeah. But, you know, that was a bad one yesterday. And Linda Cohn pointed that out. And as soon as she said that, I said, boy, you know what, Linda? I think you're right. Who is... Obviously, we had Matt Rule already scuttled. Who's the next coach to be fired? Is it Dan Campbell? Is Maybe. it, I mean, Josh McDaniels has to be part of this discussion, doesn't he? Boy, I mean, already, I, you know. Because he's never done anything as a head coach. People I, just give him a pass. I had great expectations of him this year, too. And I, like I said, we talked about it last week on the show. They've been this close because they've lost a bunch of close games. I really thought their offense, <laughs> I made a joke, ready to explode. I meant in a good way. That's not what happened. That's, <laughs> well, it's more like an implode. But, yeah, that's not what I was saying all week. Yeah, this but, is. Um, you know, I just um, I thought they'd come up big yesterday. They did not. I don't know what to make. I'm, I'm going to open the Raiders one, though. I don't know what the hell to do with this game. I really don't. Saw this stat yesterday. Times Devontae Adams was held uh, to fewer than 40 yards receiving in his last 56 games with Aaron Rodgers. Three. This year, three times. He's yeah, been held under 40 yards. And yesterday held under three and a half yeah. yards. One catch for three yards. We haven't gotten to the afternoon games yet. Those are next and prime time as well. Looking for value. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game live from the South Point, Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, Kelly Midland in the house, guessing lines. Um, by the way, I have the Jags favored by one and a half there. Chrissy telling me you're posting it at the Raiders minus. Raiders minus one. And, and the conclusion of all that is you're like, oh, well, you're racing to vet the, the Jaguars. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were even saying off air, Kelly was like, would you even bet that game feeling comfortable to tease? Teasing up either side. No. Me either. That is so the Megapod question of which game do you want no part of, the Raiders and the uh, Jaguars. Before we move on to the afternoon games, for those who missed it uh, in previous weeks, your new novel is out. My novel's out, yeah. Adel Fosmu, my brother, my brother. If you go to, well, first of all, if you go to my Twitter, I have a pinned tweet. You can go directly and order it from Amazon. But if you go to Amazon, just put in my name and put in, you know, if you can I don't know nobody's going to remember the Greek word. Just put in my brother. Chris Andrews, my brother, in books, and it'll come up. And your Twitter is at Andrews Sports. At Andrews Sports. It's pinned on my Twitter feed. Probably most guys listening to the show know that, my Twitter feed. You're three books in now. Do you think, yeah. that, you'll, you think that you'll continue to write? Yeah, I have um, two-plus work I'm working on right now. <laughs> That's awesome. It's great. Good for you, Chris. It's awesome. I enjoy it. I like it. I, I, went, I went to school to write and gave up six months afterward. <laughs> you know the difference is between doing this radio show and writing? Writing, you actually have to put something on the paper before it does it. This, it starts and it ends, and, like, we could suck, we could be good. It doesn't matter. It's over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> we were just there. Oh, can I tell you something? Yeah. Very arrogantly on my part, really. Yeah. After I'm dead and gone, whatever, I, people will know I've been here. No, you know what? I, I've said this to you before. I'll say it on air again if I haven't said it before. We do all these shows. Uh, you know, I hope when we're gone, people will have taken enjoyment from it, will have sure. taken value. But for me personally, once again, these will by and large go into the ether. But you were kind enough. It was the honor of my life that I wrote the foreword to then one day. Yeah. And I always say to people, I go, you know what? Long after I'm gone, it's going to be on somebody's shelf yeah, up there. right. So I'm yeah. going to say this Gil Alexander guy Who's gave this Chris guy? Andrews his start. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's not what they're going to say. I mean, plus, <laughs> come on. For the Gil. storytelling. Yeah, they yeah, for the storytelling, yes. Gil, don't beat yourself up. No, e- no. eBay, Love Zone, come on. Oh, that's true. Right. Slow I mean, you'll live forever on That's there. true. You, people get your CDs forever. That's, once again, I've sold myself short. <laughs> How much did you buy that CD for, for real? Uh, what I haggle them down to, 80, 85 bucks, I think? <laughs> he haggled them down to 80. He was asking for like 100. I'm like, this guy's had this thing posted for years. <laughs> All right, let's go to the afternoon. Afternoon, a whole two games. Let's we'll start with the Seahawks at the Cardinals. Is this because of the World Series? Like, why are they doing it this way? Know. I don't know. I feel well, like there's one be. week a year. Seattle 5-3 and three at Arizona 3-5. and five. Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks leading the NFC West. Gino was 23 of 34 yesterday against the Giants for 212, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. 13 touchdown passes this year for Gino against three picks. The 13 touchdowns matches his career high. Fourth and one at the Giants, 18 in a scoreless game. 14-17 left in the second quarter. The Seahawks go for it and convert Smith to lock it for four yards. Four plays later, fourth and two again at the Giants, six. 12-42 left in the second quarter. Inside pitch to Will Disley. Three yards convert. First and goal to three. Two plays later, Gino to Metcalf. Seven to nothing, Seattle. So two fourth downs converted there, deep in Giants territory. Up seven nothing. First and ten at their own two though. Six thirty-seven left in the second quarter. Smith to lock it, stripped by a Dory Jackson. Vintage twenty twenty-two Giants football. Two plays later, Saquon in from one out. It's seven to seven, and you're like, ah, here go the Giants again. But the ensuing Seattle drive, Seahawks are forced to punt. Muffed by Richie James Jr. Recovered by Seattle's Joey Blunt. Giants hold Seahawks to a uh, Jason Myers 35-yard field goal, which was deflected by Dexter Lawrence, but still somehow went through 10-7 Seahawks. Then a 10-10 game. Seattle, third and two at the Giants, 33, 2.47 left in the third quarter. Geno throws a dime to Tyler Lockett, and he flat-out drops it. Sure touchdown. They have to settle for a Jason Myers 51-yard field goal, 13-10. By the way, the Giants were converting all kinds of third and longs. Third and 12 to help get it 10-10. Third and 11, and then the third and nine to get it to 13 to 13. First and 10 from the Giants, 33 now. 9.24 left, tie game. Gino to lock it. This time he holds on to a touchdown. 20 to 13 Seahawks. And the Seahawks clinched it when Richie James Jr. coughs up another punt. This one punt return with 6.18 left. Will Disley recovers at the Giants, 32. Two plays later, Walker, Kenneth Walker. What a run from 16 out, breaking tackles. Mm-hmm. 27 to 13 Seahawks with 5:22 left. The ensuing drive, by the way, the Giants converted two more third and tens. But that was your final score: 27 to 13 Seahawks get it done. Giants with their second loss of the year. Arizona, as we talked about against the Vikings, they've now lost 12 of 19, including the playoffs. If you keep going back in time, Murray 31 of 44 for 326 yesterday. Good and bad. Three touchdowns, two picks, sacked four times, six carries for 36 yards. But both picks were in the second half, as we talked about. DeAndre Hopkins, 12 catches for 159 and a touchdown, but didn't matter in the end. Minus two in turnovers were the Cardinals against the Vikings. They had 10 penalties for 67 yards. They had all the chances in the world, as we documented, but Kelly's Vikings get it done. 
So it's the Seahawks at the Cardinals. <laughs> well, as I've been chronically undervaluing the Buccaneers, I have been, and, and to my to my benefit, as it turns out on this show, I have been chronically overvaluing the Seahawks to my benefit on this show. I will say the Seahawks are going to be favored, and I split the difference between three and a pick, and I say Seahawks by one and a half at Arizona. I don't know where this goes on the bingo board. I like your number so much better than what's out there. It's the Cardinals minus mostly two and a half. Oh, give me the Seahawks, baby. Okay. I, I made it one and a half, exactly like you did. Yeah. The Seahawks one and a half. And we don't talk about this before the no. show. Yeah. I'm looking at the openers. Now, again, what is, what's openers mean? I'm looking at the openers. It was Arizona as high as four. So then the money has, you know, come in on on Seattle, rightfully so. I'm opening uh, Arizona one and a half. So I'm like about a point below the market. If you want Arizona, come on in and bet with me. I give them, by the way, zero. I think zero or a half. Yeah, zero for home field advantage. They're not a they're not a good home team at all. No, they're worse at home than they are on the road. Mm-hmm. And the Seahawks, I, we got to stop with this again. I'm going to say Pete Carroll's the best bet out there for. Uh, I get it. If, if the Eagles never lose, obviously Nick Sirianni is going to get it. But Pete Carroll. Sticking to his guns with Geno Smith. And by the way, everybody needs to stop the narrative that Geno Smith only played because Drew Locke had COVID. Geno Smith was already the number one quarterback. Pete Carroll was on record saying that. So Drew Locke getting COVID was completely incidental to that. So stop changing history. And Geno's been awesome. Kenneth Walker's been awesome. Everything he has gone to has been awesome. And I just want to say this about our pro tip from the last hour about being honest with yourself. This Seattle Giants outcome is going to be very interesting how people take this in as betters. Because some people are going to look at the Richie James Jr. fumbles and they're going to be like, oh, the Seahawks got the two muffed, you know, one muff and one fumble, I think it was, on the, on the punts. The two turnovers anyway. But the truth is, is that Seattle got stripped at their two-yard line. Yeah. Tyler Lockett dropped a short touchdown yeah. pass. And as I pointed out, the Giants kept converting third and longs. So I actually could make the case that the Seahawks should have blown them off the field despite those two putts. Like, I mean, so I think it's going to be interesting how people take that. What's the other afternoon game? (laughs) I love the Seahawks. Pete Carroll down to 14 to one from 20 to one last week. Still a good number. Still a good number. Yeah, I'm with you. Other afternoon game, the mighty Rams at the mighty Buccaneers, 425 Eastern. Oh, the stinkeroo bowl. Mm Mm-hmm. Stinkaroo Bowl of teams. They won that, Super Bowls recently, I think. I yeah. believe they did. And both teams are dreadful. Yeah. The Rams are swept by the Niners for the fourth straight year. Can you believe that? They got outscored 21 to nothing in the second half. This is one of those games where heading into the weekend, you think, oh, I'm going to have a lot to say about this game. I barely have anything to say. Niners blew them out. Rams got outscored 21 to nothing in the second half. The Rams have been, listen to this. The Rams have been outscored 61 to 10 in the fourth quarter this season. Wow. 14 to nothing yesterday. 61 to 10 in the fourth quarter. It's the Rams' fourth loss of the season by double digits, the most such losses in the NFL. These are the Super Bowl champions, correct? <laughs> yeah. I need you to look this up. Stafford, 22 of 33 for 187. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice. In the second half, he was 5 of 12 for 37. Who does that sound like? Jared Goff from earlier in the show. Cooper Cup, eight for 79 in the touchdown, but he left in the fourth quarter yeah. with an ankle injury. Absolutely, yeah. We got to check on that. Yeah. Rams only could muster 223 yards. They were outgained 368 to 223 by the Niners. They only had 56 rushing yards. And then there's Tampa Bay, extra rest, but we know about their performance on Thursday against the Ravens. 
Brady was 26 of 44 in that game for 325, but it was the first time now in the history of Tom Brady that he's been two games under 500 as a starter, and the first time he's lost three games in a row since 2002. He lost a lot more than that. (laughs) Yeah, he he did. He did lose a lot more than that. What a what a horrible decision year this is for him. Could have been married and legacy untarnished. Now it's divorced and well, his legacy's not. He's he's gonna be okay. He's gonna be all right, but. At least there's this little blemish so far anyway. Uh, Tampa Bay minus one and a half. I can't make them three. No, it, you know, I made it one and a half, but I see mostly two and a half right now. I think I like the two and a half better because I don't think Cooper Cup. Yeah, if he's I, out. I think he's out. Yeah. I mean, from what I have saw. That matters. And I'm obviously not a doctor or anything like that. How much does that mean, Cooper Cup to this team? I think about a point right now yeah. to this team at this point in yeah. time. I wouldn't have said that last year because they had Odell Beckham there. Yeah, I mean, they were right. playing good ball. They're playing terrible ball right now. You take away your number one weapon. I mean, to me, I do like the two and a half better. I said my power ratings come to one and a half, but with no Cooper Cup, I got to go to the two and a half. He's not only their number one weapon, like he's their only weapon. Yeah. All right. So far, well, we got one with Seattle. I love that one. Primetime games, literally two afternoon games. Wow. Primetime games next. Guessing lines, numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms. At over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide, BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Skill Alexander, we get tweets at beating the book. Phil Weiss. I guess McLaurin is your next Hall of Fame pick, Gil, huh? LOL. I think this is a response because Phil Weiss, every time I say that Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are going to the Hall of Fame, in addition to Curry, he thinks I'm joking. I'm not joking. If you win that many championships, and Clay, the second best shooter of his generation, those guys are going to go to the Hall of Fame. I think Clay is. Clay for sure. Draymond's way, personality might keep him out. Now that's true. Draymond may be defeating himself. Yeah, I mean, it is a vote, yeah. you know. Charles Boyle, for the Raiders line, look at the percentage of teams that cover after being shut out. Think it's pretty good and one of my favorite bets. All right, Charles yeah. Boyle likes that's that angle. Good point. Uh, let's see to do. Scotty, uh, Scotty, Scotty B726 did, didn't see the Raiders game. Did their performance have anything to do with the flu bug that was reported? I didn't, I didn't see that reported. I didn't see that reported either. Well, it was something Devontae Adams was dealing with at the end of last week. I, I mean, at least Friday, Thursday, Friday, but he practiced through it on Friday. I mean, maybe, but. It's also like, if you don't have Darren Waller, he was so important to that offense, and they still just don't have him. Jesse Welch. I'm pretty sure they said on the broadcast the guy Quay Walker pushed was an injured, inactive tight end. All right, thank you for that. Uh, Len Glausnowski. Gil, uh, everyone keeps saying Lockett dropped the pass. The ball never hit his hands, so saying he dropped it is not correct. The ball hit off his face mask. (laughs) That is correct, Lenny. (laughs) Lenny, you are correct. (laughs) Semantics. Semantics, that is correct. It hit him in the face mask. My apologies. Uh, Chris Chris Heath saying, tough week for Survivor. Hey, Survivor update for... uh, Survivor update for Circa. This was finally the week 
where virtually no one got eliminated. Remember, we were down to 125 out of 6,133 heading into this week. Two entries eliminated, both by the same guy. He had one Jaguars and one Colts. Oof. Oof is right. <laughs> Oof is right. Bobby. Our Bobby DeLuca lives our, on. Our guy Bobby DeLuca still got his six. He, he split him. He went three Cowboys, three Dolphins. How about that? I saw it. Th- thanks for whoever tweeted that at us, uh, the selections. I didn't even think to go to look on Saturday. Oh, I did. I saw Dolphins. I was like, oh. I already talked. Bobby gambling. He's out here gambling again. Bobby's back on the show Friday. Well, I can't wait for it. He was all over it. Every time I talk to him, he's like, say hi to Kelly. He loves you, Kelly Bidlin. He loves you. I love, I love Bobby. Rooting for him. You wanted to say something about the Niners before we go to the primetime games? Oh, I just, I they've now elevated themselves to number four in my power ratings, tied with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, because I think uh, I got to upgrade them quite a bit having Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I don't know what this team's going to look like when they get Debo Samuel back, but I think they will utilize this kid uh, to the utmost. Because there are so many Drek teams in the NFL this year, I think everybody, I think we have the most uniform power ratings of all time, where it's, Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, you can quibble about the order. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven. Bengals, Ravens, Cowboys, Niners. Pick your order. I, You know, I, I didn't buy into that right away, and then I looked up my ratings. You're right. I have that exact yeah. same thing. And the only team that's knocking on the door, Seattle. I had Seattle 10 last week. Jeez, they're right there. I think it's like, for me, it was, I think it was uh, Miami, Minnesota, Seattle. All right, Sunday night. Sunday night, Titans at Chiefs. All right, not much to say here because the Chiefs uh, were on a bye this week. And the Titans we talked about, Titans really led that game against Houston 17-3 to late. So 17-10 to is somewhat cosmetic. But once again, Willis, um, Malik Willis, 10 forward passes for 10 of 16 for 55 yards. 4.4 QBR. But here's the thing. they You know, no touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. They basically were telling the Texans, <laughs> yeah. we are going to give this pigskin to Derrick Henry. You will now try to stop him. <laughs> and they could not. 32 carries for 219 yards and two touchdowns for Henry. It's his sixth career 200-yard game, tying the NFL record. Do you know the two backs who have had six besides him? Uh, O.J. Simpson. Correct. He do anything else besides I know the football? Other- <laughs> Uh, the only thing he's famous for. Who's the other? Adrian Peterson. Mr. Viking oh, wow. over there. Okay. Uh, by the way, and uh, Derek Henry passes Eddie George for the most touchdowns in franchise history, 75. Uh, Tennessee at Kansas City. Kansas City is going to be a huge favorite. Are we getting Ryan Tannehill back? Or are we not? Does it matter? It I does. Would, I would guess he's back this week, but I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen a report. It matters, certainly over yeah, Malik Willis. Uh, I said Kansas City minus eight and a half. Am I low? You're low. But I made it nine and a half with Tannehill. Yeah. It's 11 right now, again, like a blanket. Um, that's that's big if it's Tannehill. I think it's yeah. I think that's too much. You know, I, you know, I used the example of the Packers last night. You can never be in the ball game. They never had a chance to win that game. They covered double digits. You know, I think kind of the same thing, especially when you have a guy like Derrick Henry. I mean, they're going to run the ball, maybe milk some clock. I think 11 is too high. Uh, if Tannehill plays, I'm going to open the 11 because um, I mean it might be Malik Willis. That might be what the numbers telling us. I haven't heard anything conclusive on Tannehill, but uh, if it is Willis, that's probably if, a decent. number. If it's Malik, it's a good number. Yeah. 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 Uh, All right. Monday night. So I'm going to open 11. Monday night, Ravens at Saints. Five and three Ravens extra rest against the Saints, who are three and five. Remember the Ravens and their victory over the Bucks on Thursday. 204 rushing yards in the second half alone, the most by any team after halftime this season. 231 total rushing yards. 
uh, in the end for the Ravens in that game, only 44 for the Bucks. Lamar was 27 of 38 for 238, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times, nine carries for 43 yards. And they had a massive time of possession advantage, 38-23 to 21-37. Remember, they were just running down the Buccaneers' throats that entire second half. And then the Saints in their win against the Raiders yesterday, Andy Dalton, 22 of 30 for 229, two touchdowns, no picks. He was not sacked. That was his fifth straight start. And by the way, this one yesterday was with Jameis Winston having fully recovered or recovered enough anyway from back and ankle injuries to be a full participant in practice. So this is Andy Dalton's team at this point. Alvin Kamara, for you fantasy owners, wow, what a breakout game this was for 2022. 18 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. Nine catches for 96 and two touchdowns. He had no touchdowns entering today. He ends up with three and 158 yards from scrimmage. And the New Orleans defense against the Raiders, it's the first game this season that the New Orleans D allowed fewer than 20 points. They had four sacks, one pick, and only allowed 183 total yards. Um, I still don't think New Orleans is any good. I said Baltimore minus three. Uh, it's three everywhere. You know, my number's coming to two. You know, I, I'm going to take a closer look at this one, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think three is fine. That, that is what I'm going to open. Um, you know, the one game where Dalton threw the two pick sixes, you know, kind of really obscuring some of the numbers for, for New Orleans. And I think I... I had to look at that and making my adjustments off of that, you know, because if you just look at that, it's horrible. They're a tough team to get a feel for. They really are. And like I said, this coming into this year, they got a new coach, new quarterback, whether it's going to be Dalton or Winston. Uh, so they were a hard team for me to handicap. You know, part of it, maybe I've overcompensated for my play of the week was uh, Raiders over uh, the Saints yesterday. So maybe I've kind of overcompensated. But I'm going to open three, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. But I, I kind of think that's a little too high. I like Seattle best. I'm trying to think, like, what do I like next? And I'm thinking it might be Washington, just because Minnesota has a way of not beating anybody big. Yeah, yeah, they sure know. Well, I'm scared of Heineke. I am. I'm, I'm looking at maybe the Falcons, you know, catching three from the Chargers. Another team that's impossible to know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, the, maybe the Colts plus a six against New England. I kind of like that one. What was your Philadelphia line at Houston Thursday night? What is that again? Well, I'm going to open 13. My power rings come to 12 and a half. (laughs) I just like, it's one of those where you're like, am I really going to lay 13 and a half? Maybe I will. Yeah. I don't know. If you need a play, you know. I don't know. That's a tough, it's a tough week though. It's a tough week. I I mean, I only had the one bet on the Vikings. That's my, that's my only bet right now. Usually it's been a two or three on the opening lines for me. All right. Pro tip of the hour. uh, We'll say it again. If you're high on Seattle, which I happen to be. You know, there's all kinds of bets you can make. There's adjusted season win totals. There's division numbers. We talked about a 5-1 to one on Seattle. But San Francisco's schedule is really easy, too, moving forward. So why don't you look at Pete Carroll for Coach of the Year? I mean, if they do win that division, obviously if Nick Sirianni and the Eagles go undefeated, my goodness, there's no way he's not Coach of the Year. You know, if they lose one game, he's probably going to be Coach of the Year. But if not... If they stumble a bit and Seattle just keeps getting there, Pete Carroll deserves all the credit in the world because the difference is everybody thought Philadelphia was going to be good. With the Giants and the Seahawks, not the case. And so consider Pete Carroll in the coach of the year market. I would argue that 14-1 to 1 is still good value on him. Mm-hmm. You can still find long numbers on Pete Carroll. Once again, that's your VEASAN pro tip of the hour. You can find him across every show. That's 20 Minimum every single day. All available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com. 
where you can sort them by sport and by show. Chris Andrews, ladies and gentlemen, the name of the book again is... Adel Fosmo, my brother. My, my brother. brother. In tweet. Go to my Twitter. For Chrissy. Order right there. For Kelly Bidlin. Kelly, you good? Good, man. Happy Halloween out there. Happy Halloween, everybody. Be safe. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.